All right, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. We got a special guest on the show today, uh, Dr. Credit, man. How you doing? What's going on? What's going on, man? How we doing? How you doing? Hey, we doing all right, man. Before we start this uh, real uh, beneficial, a um, lot of information on this episode, we're going to play a little song by uh, up-and-coming artists that I know, and then after that, we'll get into the episode. Oh, man, I'm ready, man. Let me mobbing with Tay. I don't do the beef. We'll shoot up your rape. Shout out to Lenny P. Walk my chain. Rock out a show and then hop on the plane. Hey, who do your drill? 50 catch been on the wrist. And honestly, really ain't shit. Slide through the bill. You and your brother get hit. MBG play with them sticks. We in with the talk and no, not at all. Slide through the bark and I ride with some dogs. And play in the league, but a nigga gon' ball. But bread on his head, he got caught at the mall. You know what it is. Low key, we don't make no sound. I trap me in hard. Got a whole lot of pack in the ball. I won't smoke. Got a whole lot of rock. My school get money. I'm on school. Catch my brother with dead and I'm holding it down. Personally, you know, uh, me personally, right. you know, 
I was in the military for eight years. Um, mm -hmm. I went in straight out of high school. I got medically retired two years ago from the military. But, you know, uh, me being 18, 19 years old, you know, it's kind of normal, mm -hmm. uh, especially in our community, to not get taught certain things uh, right. when you're a teenager and things like that before you get out on your own. So when I was 18, 19, having to get a card note and, got my first credit card and stuff. I didn't know the importance of it. And, you know, I maxed out my first credit card when I was 19. Didn't know you were supposed to only spend 30% of it. And hey. so there's a lot of growing pains when I was early 19 or 20 that I had to learn about that type of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people, you know, Eric, they don't go into detail uh, when it comes to having the great, financial literacy that you have to have in your brain in order to be successful in life, especially our community. Um, it's very, very unfortunate situation that uh, there's some people in our community that take the information just for themselves. And there's other people in our community that actually take the information that are looking to duplicate and build a whole entire army. And I'm one of those individuals. So information, information is available to each and every one of us you know we're living a great you know day and age right now we can go on youtube we can go on google we can look up information but that only will get us so far you know we have to be able to have somebody that's proven that has a track record that's willing to sit you down and walk you through step by step how to get to the actually you know the right financial action structure like you just mentioned you maxed out your credit card and you had no idea that you only supposed to spend up to 30% actually of it because these lenders who are banks, when they give you a credit card and issue you money, if you're spending over 30%, they think that you quote unquote need the money. If they think you need the money, they're not going to loan you out any other capital. And other lenders who are looking at your credit score like, well, this person used all that credit, you know, maybe they need the money too much. They, they put themselves at a risk for us to offer them credit. But there's different things you can actually do in terms of it. For example, you can actually spend 30% or more than 30% and you can pay your credit card off before the statement date. I'm going to repeat that because I want everybody to hear that. Not the due date. If you spend over 30% on your credit card, when you get your bill, you want to pay your credit card up to 30% or off before the statement date. The sta when the statement day comes out, that's when it's actually reported to the credit bureaus. So you can max out your personal credit card, but you need to make sure you pay the whole thing off or 30% of it off actually before the statement date actually comes out. A little bit of saucy saucy for everybody on that one. <laughs> yeah. So as far as uh, negative things on your credit, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's a, uh, a thing that I'm going through right now uh, myself because, you know, when I went through a, divorced two years ago and uh, I had a lot of other th um, things and I, I pretty much got most of it cleaned up but it's uh, just this one uh, repo that I've been trying to get off and that's right. the, uh, that's the only thing that that's uh that I've been trying to uh, get off personally and I know a lot of people that I know personally and uh, that I was in the military with that went through similar situations mm -hmm. and uh, you know you find yourself in situations where you paying people to remove it and then they uh they remove all the little stuff and then the one thing that you really want to remove is just keep lingering on there for months and time keep passing by so kind of explain that type type yeah of absolutely i mean according to the fair credit reporting act i mean you can dispute anything on your credit um and we do it actually by letters and we do it by faxing you have to have 
the proper verbiage and terminology on these particular letters. And, and while somebody faxes, you feel me, the information to the credit bureaus so things can be removed. So you have people out here who promote, oh, we can get off, you know, uh, child support. We can get off, you know, obviously repos. We can get off credit cards we can get off auto loans, bankruptcies and all that. That all is true. But not everybody knows how to do that. That's the key thing. So you got to get with a credit repair company that has a track record of being able to do that. Have them show you receipts on somebody else's file who had a repo and the repo was actually removed, who had a actual bankruptcy and the bankruptcy was removed. Or this is really huge right guy. Here's right now. Who, if they had a child support on their actual credit and that was removed as well. Make people show you receipts. See, my company, we have receipts, okay? You contact actually our company, we will let you know off top, off top, what we can do, and we'll show you the receipts to give you confirmation. And again, we can do it as quick as 45 days or as long as three to six months, depending on what package somebody actually wants to come in at with their credit repair. But yeah, repos are very, very simple to come off. But again, you want to find the right company that can actually do that on your behalf. Okay. And kind of explain, because I was having a conversation uh, here recently with one of my friends, and I was trying to explain to him, you know, where the world is going as far as digital currency, credit in general, like a lot of, like, you know, cash is becoming more and more irrelevant as the day, hard cash anyway, is coming more and more irrelevant as time goes forward. So, I was trying to explain to him that, you know, at some point you got to start working on your credit at some point, even if you got a lot of money on hand to, to cash out on everything, you really right. hurting yourself in the long run because you never, you're not establishing no history. You know, Eric, that, that's a great point that you brought up. And I, you know, I'm a part of a few masterminds and we've talked about this time and time again, the world is actually changing here in 2022 now about to be 2023. And understand that credit is king. Cash is not king anymore. For example, your cash will never catch your credit. I'm going to give you an example of how banks work. So if you somebody deposits $100,000 into a bank, I call it investing because they're really investing. We'll get into that in a second. Somebody invests $100,000 to a bank or IE deposits $100,000 to the bank. The bank is going to call another financial institution and use that $100,000 that was just deposited as collateral to get a bigger line of credit. So the bank can lend up to 10 times of the amount of what's in your bank account. So for example, if you put 100,000 in the account, I can actually go to another banking institution if I'm a bank and I can say, hey, I want to use this 100,000 that's sitting there as collateral and I want to get a million dollar line of credit. Why a million dollars? That's 10 times $100,000. So they'll go get a million dollar line of credit at 4% interest. Then they're going to call business owners like you and me, or several other individuals let them know, hey, we have money for you as a loan at 8% or 12 or 15% interest. Wait, I thought they only had a 3 to 4% interest with the other bank. They do, but they charge the patrons, their customers of the bank, a higher interest payment so they can generate money on the interest. That's how banks make money. This is why your credit score has to be elite, not just your score, but your file. Anybody can have a great credit score by putting on authorized users on their personal credit profile and authorized users for those you guys who don't know is you have the opportunity to piggyback off of somebody else's personal credit card history or personal auto uh, uh you know uh, payment history for their cars if they've been paying actually on time their age 
and if they're under below a 30% utilization, you get to actually ride the wave directly of them, but they add you as an authorized user. That's going to raise your credit score, but that's not a complete credit profile. So you can have all these authorized users have an 850 credit score and still can't get a $100,000 loan or even a $1,000 loan because your file's not built properly. In order for your file to be built properly, you must have primaries. Primaries are accounts actually in your name that show that you've actually made payments on that loan on time. Whether it's a personal loan, auto loan, mortgage loan, whatever it is. Okay. And companies like me, we can actually input, you know, put personal primaries actually on your credit file as well as authorized users. So I say that to give this point. You don't just want a high credit score, you also want a well put together credit profile. You want a well put together credit profile that's important so back to your point with the well put together credit profile you don't just have access to unlimited amounts of capital from banks or private institutions you also have the ability to be able to operate as the bank when you can take the money that you're getting from personal or business loans and loan that actually out to the bank loan that out to other businesses and charge them interest but you have to be able to understand that money is currency it's constantly evolving and money is energy actually too as well and the most important thing I want everybody to know is that money is waiting for you guys at your level of obedience. You have to be obedient to it by following the right principles to attract it by having the right personal credit and having the right file. And you need to have those things together because as we switch to the digital currency age, which we're very pretty close to switching to, you want to make sure you're going to have access to credit because credit is going to turn to a digital currency and cash is about to be wiped out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, uh, me and my friends, we be having so many deep conversations about stuff just at restaurants or wherever we be at, just striking up conversations about stuff like this. Cause I was telling them, you know, uh, we gotta, uh, learn about this digital currency as far as crypto or whatever digital currency, the metaverse and all this stuff. Cause you know, all right. You wanna um you don't wanna be the one just sitting there holding your holding your hands looking like dang what's going on you know ah uh, you don't want that to be you that's right <laughs> you don't want that to be you <laughs> so as far as uh business funding man uh, touch on uh business funding and uh as far as like your experience with it and uh, now, the importance of it so I want everybody to understand this is that your personal credit it's only really available to you for you to build your business credit. I'm going to say it again. Your personal credit really essentially is only available to you to build your business credit. Let me give you an example. If you have great personal credit score and a great file, you can get up to a million dollars or up to even $3 million in the personal loan. If you have a great business credit score and business credit file, there's unlimited amounts of capital that somebody can receive. So let's talk about building your business credit versus your personal credit. Once you have your personal credit taken care of and you're sitting at a well-balanced credit profile with the score of 680, you guys heard me right, 680 and above, have to be well-balanced though, well-balanced credit profile, then you have the ability to start building your business credit for any LLC that you get, any corporation, any, any trust that you get anything particularly of that nature. See, when you have your consumer credit, which is your personal credit, there's three different bureaus, okay? There's Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. For business credit, there's three large main bureaus. There's Duns & Bradstreet, Business Experian, and Business Equifax. 
completely three different credit bureaus, okay? Let's break them down individually. Number one, Duns & Bradstreet, the biggest business credit bureau out there. When you actually show that you're making payments on time, okay, with your business actually credit accounts, we'll talk about that here in a second, that you're going to get what's called a Paydex score, okay? A Paydex score for your Duns & Bradstreet is going to be from zero to 100. The higher the score, the less risky your business is. So how do you get an 80 to 100 Paydex score? Let's talk about that. You want to get yourself anywhere from 5 to 10 net 30 accounts. 5 to 10 net 30 accounts. An example of a net 30 accounts is a company by the name of Shirt C. Shirt C, okay? Another one, Quill. Another one, Granger. Granger is another phenomenal, actually, one. Strategic Network Solutions. Another one, Ohana. I'm giving you guys the sauce, so make sure you guys write that down and rewind the video so you guys can actually see that. It's very important. You need to have five to ten net 30 accounts, okay? And basically, it's net 30. You sign up for the accounts. You order 100 to $200 worth of actually merchandise. You invoice your company, and then they send the merchandise to your business address, and then you turn around, guys, and you actually pay that bill off before the 30-day mark is complete, before it's due on the invoice. You do it for all five of those accounts or 10 of those accounts. Once once it reports to Duns & Bradstreet that you paid those invoices off before the 30-day mark, they're going to give you a paydex score. But you need five net 30 accounts to be paid on time before the 30-day mark before it posts to Duns & Bradstreet. Okay? That will give you an 80 to 100 um, paydex score. You need that paydex score in order to get other additional things. So we're going to start with that. That's called vendor credit for your business credit. Vendor credit is when you have the net 30s. Once you have an 80 to 100 paydex score, then you're going to go to store business credit. That's you can get credit cards up to $50,000 from Staples, Walmart, um, Best Buy. These are business credit cards, FYI, you guys actually, by the way, Costco, Sam's Club, business store credit cards. But they want to first see that you have a paydex score of 80 to 100. Once you see you have a paydex score of 80 to 100, then they will gladly uh, offer you these business credit cards. Now, as you get these business credit cards, here's the difference. Remember when you were talking to me, Eric, about you maxing out all your credit card and you went over the 30% mark and that does negatively affect your credit? It doesn't happen in business credit. You can use the entire amount, the entire amount, each credit card, and your business credit score will not drop. The only reason your business credit score drops is if you're not making your monthly payments on time. I want you guys to understand that. This is why all of you guys should all build business credit. I don't care if you had an LLC that just started yesterday. It doesn't matter. Get that LLC. Okay, It's registered actually with the Secretary of State, whatever state that you're in. Go get five of these net 30 accounts immediately. Day, day one of your LLC. Okay, Pay the invoices. Um, before the 30 days is up on all five of these vendor accounts, all these net 30 accounts, and boom, your new LLC is going to have a paydex score of 80 to 100. Then you have that. Go apply for store credit cards, Best Buy, Costco, Sam's Club, you know, things of at Walmart, Target, business credit cards, things actually of that nature. Then after you're making your first and second payment, I don't care if you use the whole credit cards for all of them, for second payment on those store credit cards, now you can get private business credit cards, American Express, Chase, Bank of America. These are all the different banks that you can have access to, all the private, large, no limit or higher limit business credit cards you can have access to. So Duns & Bradstreet, that's going to give you your paydex score. 
business experience is going to what's be called your Intel score. That's between zero to a hundred. Okay. And business experience is what banks are going to look at. That's why I mentioned that last. So obviously Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, U.S. Bank, and American Express, they're going to look at your IntelliScore score from business experience. But you cannot get an IntelliScore score until you have a, a, a Duns, uh, excuse me, a Paydex score that's 80 to 100. And then you're showing that you have business store credit and then you can get the private side. And then business Equifax, they give you a letter grade, which your risk factor is actually in your business. And that gives you the ability to get massive, massive amounts of actually funding. Okay, so a net 30 account, like, uh, can you be uh, more specific on what a net 30 account is? that just like a regular uh, thing that you can make a payment on, like just a regular credit card or something like that? You make payments on their money? Well, what is the definition of that? Great question, great question. So a net 30 account, a net 30 account is an account that the company basically is going to give you credit starting out. They're going to give you anywhere from $100 to $300 worth of credit within their company. They're going to allow you to use that credit to purchase certain items for your office. So office supplies, it can even be home cleaning supplies or whatever have you directly for your business. So you purchase $100 to $300. Well, not purchase, you, they give you a credit of $100 to $300 worth of merchandise. So you bill that to your company. So you basically you invoice it. When you invoice something, you bill it to your company. Okay. So it's invoice means you have to pay it off within 30 days. This is a net 30. Net 30, pay the invoice off in 30 days, okay? When you pay everything directly off in the 30-day actually mark, you now have the ability for that net 30 to post on your Duns and Bradstreet, showing that you paid it on time, which gives you a paydex score between 80 to 100. So that's what a net 30 is. A company gives you access to $100 to $300 or more of credit within their store. You bill yourself whatever the amount you want to use, $100 to $300. They ship the merchandise, the product directly to you, whatever it's business supplies, office supplies, whatever have you. And then you pay that company back within 30 days before your invoice is due. That's what a net 30 is. Okay. Yeah, so that's a... um... A lot of things, um, like I was, uh, I'd be interviewing uh, big artists and stuff too. But uh, one thing, you know, that I was telling them about the music scene, and we have to do this uh, as far as real life too. You touched on it earlier when we uh, first got on here, is uh, we have to normalize like other cities like Atlanta and a couple other cities down south where everybody, um, networks with each other and, and uh, helps each other because a lot of times you know uh you have people that just either mind their business or you know like you said just keep everything to themselves. and i feel like you know especially in our community we have to uh we already have enough against us as it is so it's like are we doing a disservice to ourselves by not interacting with each other as much as we can to help us make make up that gap that we already uh, got felt back when we um came out of slavery and things like that absolutely absolutely and you know what um it, it's it, it's very relative because i mean there are a lot of people out there who want to keep some things to themselves there's a lot of people like myself and a whole army of individuals that are open to networking and sharing and a lot of times Unfortunately, it is down south. It is, you know, 
the different states, uh, you know, from the, the Georgia to New Orleans to Florida, Alabama, you know, North Carolina, you know, states like that where we're used to sticking together and helping each other actually through things. But it doesn't matter. It should be everywhere. I mean, we have access to social media. So somebody can look on my social media and they can be in California or, you know, Washington State or even in, you know, Arizona. And they can get my inside information and be able to get the next steps that somebody needs to do to have the right financial literacy. For example, everybody here needs to hear this here. An LLC that anybody starts their company with is meant to be what's called a holding company. It's meant specifically for real estate or holding any particular assets. A lot of people don't know that. People start LLCs just like cakewalks. They think it's the right thing. No, no. The best thing for somebody to start is a corporation. If you start a corporation, specifically a C corporation, you have the ability to have less taxes being paid on that company because you can pay yourself a salary by being an employee of the company. Now, can you do this with the LLC? Yes, you can, but the tax code is built for you to do this actually with your individual corporation. And also as the corporation, you have the ability to have shareholders, okay? So you can have up to unlimited amount of shareholders in your corporation. If it's an S corporation, though, you only can have 100 shareholders. They have to be United States citizens, if it's a C corporation, you can have unlimited shareholders and they don't have to be United States citizens. For example, you can have a shareholder that is an LLC that, that you started that's in another country. This LLC particularly could be located in Dubai. Because it is a C corporation, that LLC that's located in Dubai can be a majority shareholder or even a regular shareholder in your corporation. Why am I telling you guys this? Because I want you guys to understand the full meaning of own nothing but control everything. We hear that from a lot of successful people. Robert Kiyosaki. We hear it directly from billionaires. Warren Buffett. Own nothing but control everything. How is that possible for me to own nothing if I have an LLC and the member of that LLC is my name? I'm showing ownership. I would be in a better position if I had that LLC and the member of that LLC was my business trust or the member of that LLC was another LLC. I'm giving you guys an example of what it means to own nothing, control everything. Why is that important? Let me talk. Let me touch on that here, Eric, is that when you own things, you're putting yourself at liability, at risk. If you own it on paper, if you control it, you, you control it, you put yourself at less liability. Let me speak the facts actually to you so you can have my understanding with this. If you have a lawsuit against your LLC, okay, and you are the member of your LLC, that does not mean that you are going to prevent yourself from having any risk for litigation against you and your personal assets. Because, you know, whatever was done through litigation through your company, they want to come after your company. What happens if they come after your company, look at your company assets, and because you're a member of that LLC, they now come under your personal assets if it cannot be covered on the company. So here's what you do. Here's you do. You want to get something that's called errors and omissions insurance. Errors and omissions insurance. You can contact an insurance agent. You can even Google this. Errors and omissions. Omissions starts with an O. Errors and omissions insurance. 
And what that basically is insurance for is that if the company does anything negligent, it separates the person who is the member of that LLC or the other LLC that's a member of that initial one from being actually liable for any financial negligence. That is some power. I want you guys to write that down. Arizona Missions Insurance, you can have that written up that, that actually writes down, okay, illustrates that any neg financial negligence that the company does, the member of the LLC, whether that's your name or another LLC or another trust, is not responsible for any financial negligence that the main LLC that the litigation is coming after is responsible for. You guys all need to have errors in the missions insurance, especially, especially if your ass is the member, your name is the member of that LLC because you have no protection. Versus if you have a corporation, you could be the CEO of that corporation, but it does not mean you're the owner. The owner of the corporation, I don't care if it's an S or C corp, is going to be the one who's the majority shareholder. And that's why we got to make sure our businesses are structured the right way to be able to attract and get the right about amount of funding. Yeah, that's uh, great information right there. A lot of people, uh, like you said, begin uh, LLCs. Right. And I'm, I'm in that same boat. I don't know yeah. as far as with the podcast uh, thing, I don't know if, if it matters for me as much as mm -hmm. far as because uh, I got a regular – LLC, right? But I got the uh, I got my EIN number, my Dunn's number, and all that stuff. But I ain't, I ain't think that I will have to do a a, a corporation, right? So and, and and this let me explain. You know your situation. You have a podcast, right? So even though that you have a podcast, and it is under an LLC directly per se. We know that in the United States of America, unfortunately, anything is up for litigation. Anybody can sue you even for saying the wrong thing or even saying something that they think is actually hurtful to their race or to their community, whatever the situation case may be. Okay. The point that I'm actually making to you here, Eric, with your situation is that it is very important for you to be structured correctly. Because if you're structured correctly, that means that they can't come after any of your personal assets or business assets. So even though you do have an LLC, even if you had a lemonade stand, for those of you guys have real estate companies, credit repair companies, or anything business, you rappers out there, doesn't matter. You want to make sure that you have the right corporate business structure. Whether that's an LLC or corporation, you have to have the right structure to prevent yourself from any being a part of any specific litigation, whether that's negligence on your part or negligence for somebody working on behalf actually of your company. So, yes, Eric, even you can actually be structured better, even though you have a podcast, so you can prevent any situation litigation-wise from happening to you now or even in the future. Okay. So as far as I know, you touched on uh, um, co courses and things like that. I know you got some courses or um, ways people can um, pay to uh, get their credit repaired and things like that. Just kind of uh, walk people through how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. I do that. Type so, um, <laughs> of course, man, I, I got tons of them, man. But 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 let, let's talk about the credit repair guys. Um. We, we, we have several different opportunities within our company uh, that somebody can come and either come and do and repair their own credit or they have the ability to allow my company to do what's called a credit sweep 
what that means, guys, that we move everything negative off your credit and we add positive history on it, or we just do a completely regular credit repair, takes three to six months. We slowly remove everything directly off of your actual credit, and then everything's removed off of a negative standpoint, and then you have the ability to actually touch on and post positive actually, you know, accounts, trade lines onto your personal credit score. So it just all depends on what somebody wants to fit in. It depends on somebody's situation, by the way. If they want to go fast, we have the credit sweep option for that. They want to do it on their own. We give them the ability to do it on their own using all the letters and all the information that we do to uh, dispute, you know, uh, your credit, um, different negative things on, on your behalf. Or we actually will do the regular credit repair process that takes three to six months to remove everything directly off your credit. Now, here's the difference. That is the regular process. It's three to six months. I tell it to people all the time. If you're going to do a credit sweep, we're aggressively removing things actually off your credit within 45 actually days. So I want everybody to understand that they have an option depending on their situation, okay, of what direction that they want to go in. Now, that's the personal credit side. We also have business credit side. We have the ability to build your business credit profile out from scratch, whether you have a new LLC or we can build it from an age corporation perspective, give you an age corporation, which is a company that's aged in history, 10, 20, 30 years, sitting on the shelf. Nobody is running or operating the company. We amend the documents of that company. Now say you particularly own it. Now you get to count the age and history actually of that company. And then we can start adding actual business positive credit onto those corporations. We can do that from an age corporation perspective, or we can do it from your LLC or from your corporation. Our company actually can do that too as well to give you the ability to have access to hundreds of thousands of lines of business credit very, very, very quickly within the very first 30 days. So it depends on what strategy that somebody wants to go into to be able to get things actually done for themselves personally or business-wise. We have that whole entire thing. And then myself, I do have a consulting actually program when I work with high elite business owners that are generating, you know, 250000 or more a year, and they want to have access to 5 to $10 million in business funding, I can show them how to get that in 90 days. So I obviously have all these different features available depending on the client and what direction that they actually want to go in for them to generate their success. Okay. And uh, someone interested in any one of these programs, uh, how can they get in contact with you? So the best way that they can get in contact with me is for them to go to my Instagram, okay? My Instagram is Dr. Credit, spelled all, all out, D-O-C-T-O-R, and credit with two Ts, C-R-E-D-I-T-T. Dr. Credit is going to be the best place you can go to. I know I'll not only give out free content on business credit and personal credit and everything of that, if you will, I also give out content of business funding and how you can get access to it directly fast. I get access to it fast. So I'm going to let you guys all know right here is that go to my Instagram, go to my Instagram, Dr. Credit. Okay. At Dr. Credit, go and shoot me a follow and send me a personal message. Let me know that you are on and that you saw this actual particular podcast and that you want to have access to personal credit, business credit, business funding, whatever you want to do. But again, I have something special. But for those of you guys that watch this podcast and actually message me on Instagram, I have a huge particular special for each and every one of you guys to be completely successful with your credit repair. Now, for those of you guys who don't have Instagram, for those of you guys who are kind of 
like the old school part and you want to be able to hear a voice, you guys can contact my company, NE Services, NE Services, and call the number at 1-877-793-9002. Write that down, guys. 793-9002. You guys will be able to reach one of my assistants on the office line. They can patch you in directly to me or they can take a message and we will give you a free credit analysis on your personal credit or even give you a free business credit analysis on your business credit to help you go to the next level. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's real dope right there, man. And uh before we get off here, we touch on uh financial literacy, man, just to uh explain the importance of that and uh just previous experiences you have with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean guys, your financial literacy is everything. I mean, I wanna recommend that each and every one of you guys, you know, go YouTube, go Google and purchase as many books as you can on how to read a financial report. But say it again, go to YouTube, how to read a financial report, go to Google, how to read a financial report and purchase as many books as you can of how to read a financial report. You have to understand how to read a financial report in order for you to have a legitimate understanding of financial literacy. A financial report, you can, you're going to have that with your own business. A financial report, you're going to you'll be able to read that from other companies. See, when you guys watch different shows out there like The Profit or Shark Tank, all of those individuals, all those investors on the show, they all know how to read a financial report because they understand a financial report is going to show the genetic makeup of any business. You have a financial report right now with your house that you live in, with the apartment you live in, with the business that you actually have. Anybody actually does. Why? Because a financial report is going to actually show what income the business or the person is actually bringing in, where their expenses at, and what their actual net income is actually going to be. You take your gross income, minus your expenses, that gives you what's called your net income. Extremely important. And also, mastering financial literacy, you have to understand the seven streams of income. The seven streams of income, guys. You guys all want to write this down and memorize. Income stream number one is earned income. Earned income, you generate money from your job. You generate money from cutting grass. You generate money from babysitting, driving Uber and Lyft. Revenue from your business, that is earned income. Earned income, revenue from your business, is income that you pay yourself, okay? Basically, is your salary. And oh, and FYI, earned income is the highest damn tax rate. It's the highest damn tax rate. So you have to find ways to get with your accountant or reach out to me personally. I can give you advice on how you will have the opportunity to be able to lower your tax rate. I mean, if you reach out to me, I'm just going to give you access to my accountant. I'm not an accountant whatsoever whatsoever at all, but I can give you guys actually advice on the right accountant to talk to that can show you how to reduce your earned income so you can pay less taxes. Earned income is the highest tax. Income stream number one. Income stream number two is profit income. Profit income is that if you have um, a diamond watch like I have, if you have you know, this car, this uh, 2022 uh, Corvette Stingray, if you have, you know, some shoes or anything around the house, anything that you're buying for low or whatever price and selling for a higher price and that profit you generate, that's profit income. Okay. That's the second highest tax rate. Profit income. It is your second stream of income. Everybody needs to have something that's profit income. Number three is interest income. Interest income is when you take your money the money that you generated from your earned income or money that you have generated uh, directly from you know, selling a company or even money that you've gotten as a personal or business loan. You take that money and you loan it out to banks. You take that money and you loan it out to businesses and you charge interest. 
that interest you charge is called interest income. It's very, very important. This is the least actually tax rate that anybody can have is interest income. Okay. Income stream number three is interest income. Number four, number four is dividend income. Dividend income. You have dividend income when you have shares in a company. If that's the Microsoft, if that's Google, or if that shares actually in a privately held company, or even shares in a dang bank. When you have shares in the company, you get what's called a dividend check. You get that check every 90 days. Every 90 days, you're going to get a dividend check from that company from having shares actually in that business. And the dividend check that you get, guys, is a lower tax rate even than the interest income. Come on, guys. We're going lower. So dividend income is income stream number four. Income stream number four. Income stream number five is rental income. Any real estate that you have, you're renting out a room, somebody's paying that, that's rental income. Renting out a house, Airbnb, renting out a whole apartment complex or your individual apartment unit, doesn't matter. That's rental income. That's the fifth stream of actually income. Number six, we'll wrap up here, is capital gain income. This is when you have something large like a company. You start a company and you sell it for hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. That's capital gain income. You have to buy a company, and then after you build it, resell it, or start a company on your own and sell that company, and it's capital gain income. So, Eric, if you have this podcast, and you get hundreds of millions of subscribers, and you sell it to another person that wants to take over the podcast, that profit that you generate, that is capital gain income. That's the sixth stream of actually income, and that is a very high tax rate here too as well but you can reduce it again hit me up guys i'll give you information on my account make sure you how to reduce that that's number six number seven and final is royalty income royalty income is when you write a book you actually do a speaking engagement or you create a specific course that is going to consistently be out there and you're going to get paid on it lifetime or you can actually get paid every time somebody sells some type of merchandise for a company that you're into royalty income guys is a very high income stream and it is the seventh level of actually seven streams of income so for those you guys out there say hey i have a real estate business hey i have a podcast hey i have actually a shoe business hey i have actually you know a a business where i actually create things and resell them or i have a service-based business you don't have that five or six streams of income i just mentioned that's only two because maybe your seven streams of income have to fit into those categories i'll say it again earn income Profit income, interest income, number three, dividend income, number four, rental income, number five, number six, capital gain income, number seven, royalty income. Those are your seven streams of income, family. Absolutely, man. And uh, uh, before we get off here, man, uh, any um, last things you want to see to the uh, say to the people and um let people know how to find you on social media and, and uh, just uh, reiterate your uh, your courses and stuff that you give out to people to help people on the credit and business. Absolutely. Things like that. So <clears throat> I'm going to start going behind. So reiterate you guys actually on what I actually offer. Uh, my company offers full credit repair, restoration, means removing everything negative actually off of your personal credit and then we offer to actually build your personal credit too as well help you get that right car helping you move into your brand new house 
that you want, helping you get a personal loan with you with yourself personally. Then we help you with your business credit for you to get access to business funding, building your business credit profile, as well as building your business credit history and your business structure, your LLC, your corporation. We actually help with that. I also do private business consulting. Uh, for individuals that really want to go to the next level, that want to get access to three to five million dollars in business funding in 90 days, I do business consulting for business individuals that want to go directly to that level. Then what we also uh, particularly actually do at that time, guys, is we have the opportunity and the ability and the ability. I want you guys to all hear this to be able to teach you financial literacy. Understand those seven streams of income I actually just mentioned and going over them step by step and helping you and your family be in a better and great position. Again, you guys can follow, find me on Instagram at Dr. Credit Guys, D-O-C-T-O-R-C-R-E-D-I-T-T Guys, at Dr. Credit. You guys can actually find me on Instagram, okay? Or, or like I told you guys before, you guys can actually go find me by giving my actual company a call. My company, any services that does the credit repair, you can call them actually right now. Actually, why you listen to this podcast? 1-877-793-9002. Again, 1-877-793-9002 is where you can actually reach my company about all different services that we offer. You can I ask to speak to me, Dr. Credit Guys. They'll patch actually me through. If I'm available, I would love to talk with you. If not, please, please leave a message and myself or one of my actual representatives will definitely get back to you very, very quickly. But most importantly, guys, I want to leave you guys all with this message that each and every one of you guys are a winner. How do I know you guys are a winner? Because you guys sat here this long and listened to somebody, myself, and I humbly can say worth millions of dollars that's now giving you the opportunity to be at the same exact point and capacity. All you have to do is align yourself with the right people. I don't care if you're broke right now. I don't care if you live in the projects. I don't care if you're freaking homeless. It does not matter. Align with the right person, even if it's me, by watching my videos actually on Instagram, messaging me privately, contact my company, align with the right individual and follow their exact instructions so you, my friend, can actually get to the top. So I want to let you guys know, each of you guys are all winners. You guys all have the ability to do great and better things than your life. All you have to do is associate with the right people. And once you do that, sky's the limit, guys. Absolutely, man. Uh, like, uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, started this in April 2020. Um, I was doing all audios at first. I just started doing visuals toward the beginning of this year. But uh uh, main reason I started a podcast was just because, you know, uh, I think mental health is real absent among minorities. I mean, life in general, but really among minorities in a heavy sense and uh, have conversations amongst each other to get reassurance in ourselves to know that people go through similar things, no matter how successful or how yeah. low point you are in life. You know, people go through the same stuff, you know, and to know that you might not be as far off that you might think you are in life, you know? So I right. think that's and, very true, man. Yeah. That's very true. You need to understand that, you know, without mental health guys, nobody's going to be able to accomplish anything. Um, you know, success in my definition is 95% mental, 5% skill. I want you guys all to get that. Oh, I don't sound like this guy talking. I don't, I don't have the ability. I, I can't speak like that. I don't know enough information. 
that doesn't mean anything. If my mental is not there, it's not complete, and it's not constantly evolving and growing, I cannot continue to be successful in what I'm doing. So success is 95% mental and 5% actually skill. And I want you guys all to understand that if you're having a bad day, if your mental clarity is not there, you know, definitely get yourself some help, but get yourself some help the way that's going to make sense to you. Start watching positive information on YouTube, get around somebody positive, schedule time, actually with a therapist, all these guys, all these things that somebody can do does not make you weak. It just makes you evolve. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, definitely make sure your mental clarity is always there. If not continue to work through that because you cannot be successful all around mentally, physically, and spiritually if you do not have the right proper mental health. So thanks for touching on that, Eric, because that's very, very important. And I want people to just to see the glamour lights and all the success and think that, you know, everything is great and peachy king because it's not. You have to constantly take care of your mental health in order for you to have a well-balanced actual life. Yeah, I went through it in the military, you know, losing people that was close to me in combat situations and stuff. So I, I know I went through a deep depression at one point. So I know how important it is to, address those issues you know but uh you know i appreciate you uh coming on the podcast man uh anytime sure. you want to come on the podcast uh uh just hit me up anytime and um also uh now i drop episodes every week at uh every monday at uh 12 o'clock eastern time and um also uh you know if you got anything that you uh want to promote or something like that you know just hit me up and i'll um talk about it on one of my other episodes uh before i start interviewing a person or something like that i know uh i um do um dang i lost train of thought um yeah 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 so like i um promote a lot of different things that uh people have going on you know what i'm saying since uh my platforms uh been growing you know i just hit 2600 subscribers on youtube today so i uh uh, thanks so i appreciate everybody that uh been supporting the uh, podcast on 15 different streaming platforms and uh just um also i talk about real stuff too you know and um as far as like relationships child support police brutality uh, should you cook your kid out of 18 years old like real stuff that I know somebody gonna come across at some point in their life so right. and um, also uh, if you want to uh, come on and just talk about some real stuff man you know it don't always have to be an interview but I like episodes like this just because I, they real beneficial you know I interviewed a, uh, a chick that I was in the military with she uh got her own credit repair company and uh she got out the military took a chance on herself now she got her own credit repair company and uh that was kind of a big episode for me because it was like you know a lot of they uh train a lot of soldiers to just think you know the military is the end all be all and you're just supposed to stay in everybody's supposed to stay in for 20 years and retire and i just didn't believe that you know right I feel like everybody got their own path. So, absolutely, absolutely, and it's just a privilege actually just being here, my man. Uh, I, I I can you know really, you know, just to even speak on it, 
from a level of somebody who was never in the military. Um, first and foremost, definitely appreciate, man, you for your service and for all you guys actually out there for you guys' service here too as well. But just want to share with each and every one of you guys that, you know, just because you go through something in your past that tries to brainwash you, and that's even could be our personal friends or our family that, hey, this is the right way, this is the way that you should go. You got to find the best way actually for yourself. Know what's going to make the most sense actually to you and your family. If you feel it within your spirit, like, hey, you know, I think I'm more than this job. I think I'm more than the military. I think I'm a lot more than just being a stay-at-home mom. Act on that. Act on that. We only have, you know, one life to live, guys, and you want to definitely live it with no regrets. So act on it. And there's somebody out here in your situation that actually came out of the situation that you're in, got to a higher level, and is willing to reach down and up to get to that next point. And the only way, the only way you're going to be able to get to that is if you open your mouth and ask. Remember, closed mouths don't get fed. Okay, they do not. And action takers are money makers, guys. Action takers are money makers. You have to take action on what you want to do for you to feel content within your heart and your spirit. This will reflect out in your physical world. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's true. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody go uh, tap in with uh, Dr. Credit on uh, Instagram with two T's at the end. Uh, go click the link in his bio and uh, see if he has some products that you're interested in. But everybody should be interested in it because everybody has to have credit. Anybody should be trying to start a business and getting the extra income somehow. And everybody should be trying to get all the money that they ha- that they're giving out to people that uh has the knowledge of these things to get the funding to put their lives on different levels so uh everybody tap in with uh dr Crow. i think this would be a real powerful episode because it touched on a lot of things that people might not know about or they probably did know about but you know if you hear from a different perspective it'll give you confirmation to take the step forward to move on whatever you're goal that you had that you was trying to accomplish but um i appreciate everyone that's been uh supporting this movement and um uh next week next monday uh everybody be on the lookout next monday uh it's gonna be the biggest interview of my uh career that drops next monday uh derez deshaun drops next monday at 12 p.m eastern time so, uh, and next three weeks is going to be my three biggest interviews with him, uh, One Shot Deals, DMX artists, and uh, Futures artists, uh, Free Band Test. So be on the lookout for all those three interviews the next three Mondays in a row. And um, I appreciate you coming on. And anytime you uh, need some or need a platform to talk on, man, just hit me up anytime. That works, man. Appreciate you, man. One love, man. Blessings to you and this wonderful podcast. And, man, I wish you nothing but success and the greatest, greatest, greatest level that you can high, highest achieve is coming into your life, man. So I'm just an honor and privilege to connect and meet with you, man. And I look forward to helping you in any way I can to get to that next level you're looking to grow to. Oh, absolutely, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, peace.